<laughs> hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. I uh, hope everybody's doing great tonight. Uh, we have an awesome, awesome special guest for y'all tonight. Um, Mr. Gene Stickle, if you don't know him, uh, he's been a, a guest on the podcast in the past. Um, he is actually announcing his official candidacy in 2024 national elections for president. Um, so before we get there, let me introduce myself. I am the vice president-elect JD, and the real boss to my right is a uh, cat, my beautiful wife. The commander uh, in chief. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, bastard. Yes. Cat, I, I wear the pants <laughs> after I wash and dry and fold them. You never wash pants. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah, make sure you stick around. Um, he is a presidential candidate, but. Well, this is a show about dick and fart jokes, so please no, expect dick and it's, fart jokes. It's about going to a bar store and getting to know someone. So don't expect us to get too freaking serious because it is us. So yeah, we just go. want we just want you to get to know the guy, um, ask him some questions. We're not going to get any political debates, whether you agree or disagree with his stances. We just want to get to know him as and a in person. Fact, we don't even care how ridiculous your questions are. Go ahead and put them in the comments, and uh, we'll ask him if he answers. Great. If he so, doesn't. What the hell? You- that being said, if you are watching live on YouTube or Facebook, make sure you go to uh, StreamYard.com slash Facebook. Give them permission to see your name. That's all we can see. Uh, Facebook does not get any other permissions. I know they do some shady shit sometimes, uh-huh. but that is all they can do. Is uh, But we definitely want to know who's talking to us so we, that we can relay those questions to Gene. Um, tonight, we are going to be drinking what is called a... Uh, what's crack a Uh <laughs> I'm in a pirate mood tonight, so I wanted some fucking pirate rum. Yeah. So, uh. All right, give it to us, JD. So, we're going to start with some ice. Yep, you're going to start with a. Frozen H2O. Yes. (laughs) Frozen H2O. Make sure it's frozen. Uh, Yeah, if it's not frozen, it's not really ice. I didn't know if you knew. Look, you put the fat one on the bottom. I know what happens. Damn it. Fat bottom girls right here. Fat bottom dice. Fat bottom. So you're going to start off with an ounce and a half of Kraken rum. Uh, It's great stuff, especially if you like rum. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you like rum. You come here for the deep deep thoughts. I actually like the Kraken. Is that the one I kept stealing from you? Let me see. That's one of the ones no. you kept stealing yeah, from me. Yeah, that is one of the ones I keep stealing from me. You're going to do it, a half ounce of cherry schnapps on top of that. It's not cherry schnapps. It's sour cherry liqueur. But either way, it Read works. It. Cherry schnapps. Sour cherry schnapps. Shut up. <laughs> You're going to use lemon lime soda on top of that. That's what this is. It's not Sprite. It's not 7-Up. It is H-E-B brand lemon lime soda. H-E-B, now not, not a sponsor. Yeah, none of these are sponsors. We'll get to those in just a moment. Boom. It's so pretty. And that's what we go for on this show. Pretty. That's what I went for her. JD doesn't have to be smart because he's good looking. That's how this works. (laughs) No, I just keep her drunk so she thinks I'm good looking. Is that what it is? That's the whole thing. And then we're going to use some of Kat's ridiculously expensive maraschino cherries. $20 a jar. Yeah. That's why I said ridiculously expensive. uh, And every time we use those cherries, I'm going to say the same gosh darn thing. They're $20 freaking jar. Did you like the the spoon? That's five bucks. Don't like the spoon. (laughs) God damn right I licked the spoon. (laughs) Oh, my God. Salute. Salute. Let's try this. Uh, while we're doing this, please go ahead and put in the comments what you're drinking and yeah. who's joining us tonight. Please. So we got a uh, Mark with a K. We got Frank. Whoa, fuck. And uh, we got somebody from Idaho. I don't know. It just says sup. Sup, sup. from sup from Idaho. That's what it says. So uh, right before we get into our sponsors, uh, we are definitely trying to build. Um, our brand, as far as Southpaw's Tales of the Barstool. We want to sell out, people. Yeah, we want to sell out. We help are, us uh, help you. I would hate for this shit show to keep coming out of my pocket, and I would like for it to come out of YouTube's <laughs> pocket and other people's. So um, <laughs> we need you to share the uh, Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool Facebook page, get people to join it, Sorry. as well as our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe over there. As soon as we get 5,000 people on the Facebook page and 1,000 people subscribed on YouTube, we are going to be giving away a ton of uh, Southpaw Tales from the Barstool uh, swag and a brand new bottle of E.H. Taylor small batch whiskey. And if you know anything about whiskeys, you know how difficult this is to come by. This is uh, on the black market. It sells for lots of lots of 
dollars. Lots of doll hairs. JD said, I'm going to buy two of these bottles and I'm going to sell one and it's going to pay for both. He's drinking one and he's giving one to y'all. So you better fucking appreciate how much of our money you spent on that bottle. So, yeah, make sure that you share, 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 get people to join because uh, if it doesn't happen soon, I'm drinking this bottle, too, because I, I like my Stop fucking whiskey. It. Stop <laughs> it. All right. And on to our sponsors. So, yeah, we're going to go with our sponsors so that we can get the presidential candidate Gene Sticko on the show. Awesome. So you have it all bass backwards. You want me to start, start from with the top. the top? All right. We're starting from the top. So we're starting with Quick Start Mortgage Group powered by You Mortgage by, oh my gosh, the way you have that worked out is going to jack me up. Nathan Einkorn, sweet man. He's great. And he loves great, his dude. veterans. He will help you out. He loves his whiskey. You need to contact too. him. Yes, he does. Um, and in Einkorn at youmortgage.com, 720-980-9988. Or go on Facebook at Quick Start Mortgage Group or Instagram, Colorado Mortgage Broker. So these guys are like amazing. So it's the convenience of online lending, only with better rates and a dedicated staff of highly trained mortgage brokers to make sure your mortgage process goes smoothly. So next we're going to go to 5 by 5 Brewing Company, our OG sponsor, what? From Mission, yep, yep. Texas, Battleborn, Texas Bread. You can get a hold of them. And on facebook.com forward slash 5x5brewing. You can uh, find their website at 5x5brewing.com. I'm jacking this up today. That's what's well, happening. You want me to take over? No, hell yeah. Fuck you. So co-founded by Army vet George Rice with beers like the 40 millimeter stout, Burnett Bombshell, and Fubar. It's no surprise this brewery is taking over the Texas market from the Valley to the Coast of Bend and actually going further. So ask your local bar, restaurant, grocer to start carrying 5x5 Brewing Company today. Awesome. See, I still made it through. And next. you trying to jack me up. Next is OMOG Construction, Marine Vet, Seth Knox, and Matt Anders, general contractor servicing the greater Houston, Texas area with a focus on concrete. No job too big or too small from residential to commercial to industrial foundations and pads. What? OMOG Construction has you covered. You can get a hold of them at omogco.com, facebook.com forward slash omogco, or Instagram omogco. So amoco. Amaco. That stands for one Mexican, one wedo. And if you know anything about Spanish, wedo is uh, Spanish slang for white dude. So that's so who owns it. One Mexican, one white dude. Good for y'all. Good for you. It's quite, quite the advertisement. And of course, we'd love to give a shout out to our editing and distribution company. That would be Knucklehead Media Group. Um, so this is started by Marine veteran Stephen Colum. Covering all of your podcasting and media needs from audio and video editing to strategy planning to global online distribution. This professional team of experts takes your idea and makes it a reality while providing the knowledge and experience to help you grow your audience and reach. So you can get a hold of them at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, KnuckleheadMG for media. No spaces, no dashes, no slashes. Nope. Or you can go to knucklehead.agency. Good job. So yeah, let's uh Boom. let's go ahead and bring on our guest, twenty twenty four presidential candidate, Gene Stickle. Welcome. How you doing, brother? Hello, Gene. All right. How are you? Good to be back. Cat looking <laughs> lovely as always. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured. I figured since we had a presidential candidate, I'd, I'd dress hey, up. And I wear had a to coat. wear a fucking dress just to stand up to this guy wearing a Star Wars shirt and a. I mean. Star Wars with the Empire and a coat with the president. I mean, it makes sense. I think he wants to be your running mate. I think that's what he wants to (laughs) Oh, no, we don't need my skeletons dug up. (laughs) No. Yeah, I mean, we have to make sure whoever the running mate is, is, um, you know, not only qualified to take over, but certainly ready to take over, because I'm sure there will be a lot of people who are not happy. Uh, should I actually pull this off and make it to the White House? That would be awesome, so, though. I mean, JD's, by comparison, I think we're all qualified here. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. You've openly talked about doing gay chicken, so you're ready for that White House, buddy. No, no not only have I played gay chicken, I never lost gay chicken. <laughs> God damn it, I am not a quitter. But it's funny. I had a, a friend of mine. <laughs> she's from France, and and when you know she found out about this, she's she's like, you know, there was a, a comedian. She said, you know, a guy. He wasn't uh, wasn't you know well known in France, but you know, sort of average guy. 
um, decided to run for president. And, and a lot of people really liked what he had to say. And he became quite popular. She goes, and then, you know, and then he just, he got shot, you know, somebody killed him and I'm sitting there listening. She goes, I, I don't know why I just told you that. <laughs> oh my God. You're <laughs> like, Hey, if I get snuffed out, it's his. Well, like I, I, I said the one the, country better. Right. I said, well, the one dis- difference is I know how to shoot back. So that's true. So that's helpful. So gun control against. That's right. <laughs> so just like we've done with every other business owner, industry leader, um, anything like that, we give anybody the first three minutes to talk about what they're actually doing. Um, so we're going to give you three minutes for the serious stuff. After that, it's all tongue in cheek. Um, we definitely, for anybody that's watching, we definitely don't want any, anything that might, uh, derail his, his campaign, be used as sound bits. Let's derail that bitch. Let's or, <laughs> or fuck it. Um, <laughs> like uh, we all know that politics can get a uh, uh, pretty heated. We are, we live in a day and age to where people will hate each other because of a D and an R and, and, we don't want that here tonight. We're just here for have fun. We're here to get to know Gene as a person, not as a politician. But uh, go ahead and give your three-minute spiel of, of what you're here for, what you stand for. Thanks. I appreciate it. So, you know, this is a journey that started. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a retired guy, and, and I retired, as you know, out of uh, government service, military, government contract, and private industry. And looking at where we're at now as a country, and, and just like you just said, J.D., there's so much divisiveness and there's so much talk about need for unity. We're, we're at a point now where we know we don't like the game of politics. We know we demand more than the game of politics, yet we still accept it. And I decided I, I'm going to put myself forward as a as a write-in slash independent candidate for the presidency in 2024, and I'm really going to have a campaign that's focused on resolving issues, on bringing government back to being uh, service focused for Thank the people, you. Um, and and really focused on getting things done that make sense, that are reasonable and realistic, and. You know, like you said, you don't want a soundbite that's going to derail the campaign. And it's funny because that's the thing, you know, nobody who says anything reasonable and realistic makes news anymore. And that's part of the problem. You know, what we're hearing aren't solutions. If we if we are supposed to believe what we hear from politicians, like you said, um, then sometimes they say things that we all know sitting around, you know, talking to one another, they say it like it's a big surprise. So, you know, they either underestimate how much we do know and how much we do understand what's going on, um, or they really think they're fooling us. And, yeah. uh, you know, my effort here is a grassroots campaign that gives a different choice that maybe set, starts to send more of that message that, that we're just don't want politics as usual anymore. So with, there are so many really, really hot topics um, as far as abortion, borders, inflation, all this other stuff. What is your stance on balloons? The fuck? What? Like what balloons? Like the Chinese balloons? Right, Chinese or just balloons, like random birthday party balloons? balloons and sewers. What a... Seriously, just... that's what you wanted to ask a fucking presidential candidate? Oh, don't worry. They, they only get worse from here. Because you could be talking about balloons at people's what? That's just a a really bad question. So here's my my assessment of the whole balloon situation. Um, Do I think it needed to be shot out of the sky? Absolutely. Absolutely. From from day one. Did it pose a significant threat? Listen, you know, what's probably being done on the ground inside organizations, inside, uh, you know, uh, even government organizations, by people that are, you know, inserted in there is a lot worse. You know, what is it? What, what was the balloon? The balloon was political theater. It was political theater by the Chinese. It was political theater by the press, political theater by the administration. Um, you know, I, is that going to be your next, uh, big opera is like political theater, the balloon in the sky. (laughs) It could be political theater i like it yeah yeah i mean you know the 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 opera um you know the operas are all about emotions 
So we would have to find, you know, would have to focus on the the emotion of the the pilot going to shoot it down, the the drama of the decisions, you know, do we take it out or do we let it? The, the comedy of the war room. The comedy <laughs> of the war room, you know, I mean. Watching there's... a fucking balloon <laughs> in a, the sky. It's a tragic comedy. Oh, yeah. my God. That's Our, awesome. Yeah. No, but I want to hit. I want the hard-hitting political stances. Like, how? Where do you stand on pineapple on pizza? Like, where? Where do you stand on that? Love it. Yes, thank you. Love you it. got my vote. You lost you got my vote. You I want. I vote. want a pin. Yeah, <laughs> I want you, a got pin. you got it. I'm going to send you an extra. I, uh, <laughs> pine, pineapple. You know, is it a traditional Italian? You know, cuisine. No, I, I mean, I like the the sweet and savory. Uh, the, the the I think the acidity works off of the uh, between the sauce and the pineapple itself i think it's got a little bit of everything so i'm all all for it especially with some uh uh ham on it get that proper hawaiian pizza you heard it here folks you heard it here first i i had so much faith in you stop it (laughs) stop it what you asked him of balloons that was your first question really it just Popped. <laughs> verbal diarrhea to mind <laughs> so well we didn't even ask him like the most political <laughs> so the most political thing we talked about in this show and it's ridiculous is whether like you're like what is it that we talk about with dudes uh oh if you stand up to wipe or you sit down while you're wiping oh yeah are you standard wiper or a sitter wiper that is like a huge debate it's a 50 50 from from our polls really yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even know that dude still stood up like once to you wipe. got once you got past wipe? a certain age. Guys stand up to wipe. Yes. Yeah. I guess they stand up and they bend over and I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand it all. But <laughs> you don't understand. Apparently, anything. there's. But clearly, you're a sit down wiper, and we appreciate that about you. Well, I don't get what the. Why would you? Need... That just seems logistically ridiculous. <laughs> you you clinch when you stand up, so I, I don't get it. I don't know. I have a big ass, though. Maybe they have no ass, and it's... I have no it. ass, and I sit to wipe. I mean, it just seems like a lot of unnecessary work. You've got to get up, then you've got to balance your... Never, you know, never... I mean, that's assuming you've got a bathroom with enough space. You know, I mean, I've got a pretty small second-floor bathroom. We're in a, a sort of Cape Cod-style home. So I don't have a lot of room to be flailing about. <laughs> reaching, you know, what is flailing your about? Wait, what does your wiping look like where you have to describe it as flailing? You're like, <laughs> you're like wax on, wax off. Pretty, pretty thorough. <laughs> what about bidets? Yeah. How do you, I don't, I've never used a bidet, so I, I don't know. You know I've, I've used the bidet. I mean, it's uh. I guess it's all right. You know, it's it's good. It's uh, it's a little weird at first. <laughs> <laughs> Just at I first. Had, well, you know, you know, you know what it is. It's the it's that whole thing. So the 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 cleanliness of it is is wonderful, especially if you get a nice warm stream that can be you know quite enjoyable. Oh really? <laughs> but, you know, but then, you know, then you've got that. You know, then you still have to sort of dry off and. You've got that wet toilet paper now in your hand and exactly. you're there and you're like, uh, just uh, something around it just doesn't kind of feel right. And then and then you take the whole Star Trek approach where you got Klingons in there and it's paper, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. It's better okay. than Demolition Man and having scraping your asshole with uh, seashells. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Actually, the, the, the most pro-bidet argument I ever heard and I was debating with somebody and I can't, I wish to God I, I could remember who it was. But their stance was, okay, put your hands in a pile of dog shit and then just wipe them off with paper towels. Is that clean? Or do you wash your hands? And I'm like, that actually makes sense. Right. You know, because you're actually rinsing the shit off instead of just... Yeah, no, I mean, mean, you know, from health cleanliness, from, you know, people tell you, you know, it, it prevents hemorrhoids and all the rest of it. There's, you know, all sorts of health benefits to it. I guess it's just one of those things you have to really have a plan to use it. And, you know, <laughs> we don't normally have them around here, you know, living in Europe, there was always one. And every now and then I'd be like, Oh, let me give this thing a shot. And 
So we have our first uh, our first questions from the audience. Our first one is, uh, do you check the toilet paper after wiping? Obviously. And the second one is, ask him if he uses toilet paper or flushable wipes. I'm so glad you're on this show right now. <laughs> These are the hard-hitting um, questions that America wants to know. Yeah, so, I mean, on a day-to-day -day basis, just regular toilet paper. I mean, you know, I, I, like, I like something sort of quilted and, and fluffy. Um, but you know, on the, on the road, when I try, you know, I traveled, when I was traveling a lot, always the flushable wipes always had those with me. Oh, wipes are awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It is so refreshing. I keep, uh, well, I don't have flushable wipes in the house, but we, we always had a plethora of baby wipes in the yeah. house. That's for sure. So, cause well, we you know, kids. any, any time in on deployment, baby wipes are, they're, they're gold. They're, they're worth almost oh, yeah. as much as cigarettes and dip. Yep. Like it's crazy how what you can barter for some uh, baby wipes. Cigarettes and ladies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is your opinion on executive power? And I'm I'm leading somewhere with this. But oh no. What's my opinion on executive power? So if you were elected president, um, there's been a lot of the last three presidents, including the sitting one right now, have been all just chastised for how much they used executive power, regardless how much yeah. it is. But uh, uh, what is your opinion on that? Because I have a question to ask you after you oh, answer. Oh, no. Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, I think particularly looking at the last three administrations, it's definitely gone above and beyond what its intended purpose would be. So I think it is a valuable tool for the right circumstances. Um, but it's not a magic wand to start imposing your will. Sounds, That's sounds great. Pretty classy fucking answer. Can't impose your will. Why? Because something tells me you want to impose your will against me. I do. Oh, great. Here we go. And I'm hoping to uh, sway the future president's support here. Okay. So I don't know about you or your other gentlemen that are watching before I put underwear on i kind of like just oh give a once over my God, you are not bringing this up. and make sure that there's no holes rips tears anything like that and if right. there is i discard them clean so i can uh, replace them with new ones and uh over the course of about four or five six months i keep throwing away under i'm like god damn, how, why are all my underwear getting holy and raggedy <laughs> I just bought these motherfuckers. It's, it's pissing me off. Like, it's literally, like, upsetting me. And I grab a pair, and I walk into the bathroom. She's getting ready. I'm just, like, visibly distraught. Just, like, why is all, why am I throwing away so much fucking underwear? And I said. And I throw it in the can, and she is dying laughing. And I was like, you're not throwing away both. All of these underwear, sweetie, you're throwing away the same pair of underwear. Every time he threw them away, I'd fold them back up and put them back in his drawer. And I was doing it for about <laughs> six or eight months. <laughs> and it was awesome. It was, oh my God, it was the so frustrating. Pair, so, the same fucking pair. And every time he pulls them out and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I just die every time. Our son was in on it. It was just amazing. Like, hey, mommy threw those underwear away again. I'm like, I'm on it. I'm running in there, folding them back up, oh, putting so it back in the drawer. So if you become president, is there any way I can sway you to use the executive order to make it a federal offense to negatively tamper with a man's underwear or skivvies, undergarments, whatever you want to classify them I, as? I don't think I negatively tampered with them. <laughs> What your well, ass did to them before I brought them out that of the That was trash fucking with my mental health. Was tampering. That is mental abuse. That's elderly abuse. Wow. <laughs> I think the I think the bigger question here is why are you so boring with your underwear that you only have one type that you can't tell the difference? That... I have all kinds. He's lying. They're all the same, just different shades of blue. Just different shades, of, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. They, they, you know, you have to have a, you have to have a good mix. I mean, I don't have any speed. I've got the, the exactly. like, I got like the stretchy workout ones that wick moisture. Then I've got the regular Hanes and Fruit of the Looms. I got the ones that cup your nuts and keep your nuts and your twigs right, and berries separate. And, what's that? They're all blue. 
Not Most all of them. They're blue, he's black, got, he's gray. He's got a pair of Nutcracker ones, which are real funny. I've got a couple Star Wars ones. I've got some. But for the most part, yes, they're all but like also, boxer blue. Bro- I, boxer I do kind of, I I do kind of buy the cheap ones because underwear are fucking expensive for what they are. Yes. Like I can't justify spending fourteen, fifteen dollars for a pair. Like if you were to get the the really nice, like name yeah, I, think it, I think it's a good investment. I think that's one of the best investments. <laughs> you know, Underwear? I mean, you, you, yeah, you can't you can't beat that you can't beat that comfort of a good good pair of drawers. Absolutely. I tell you what, if I won the lottery, I would never wear the same pair of socks twice. There's nothing better than a brand new pair of socks. Oh, yeah. Very true. Uh, just Very real quick, true. um, if you are watching on Facebook, uh, please go to streamyard.com/slash Facebook. Uh, give them permission to see your name so we can see who's talking. Otherwise, we just see Facebook user. We don't know if it's one person commenting repeatedly or multiple people commenting. Uh, it just helps us uh, keep it clear, um, especially with our guests. We want him to keep it clear as well. Well, or, one of our or Facebook basically, users I'm just gonna be like, said, uh, get brown ones so you can't see the skid marks. Well, yeah, that's well, that's why he uses the wipes. So he was the bidet and the flushables and all of that. <laughs> Did you not hear? Did you not hear? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that we always say that we're our show is filled with toilet humor, and tonight it's literally literally filled with toilet, toilet humor. humor. <laughs> that is, right. This is terrible. So, Absolutely terrible. But these are the uh, issues that affect all Americans, JD. Because yeah, it's the great equalizer. The Every- toilet is the great equalizer. So That's I never right. got the answer though. Would you use the the use your mighty pen to keep women from fucking with my underwear? No. Damn Thank it. you. Sounds like a state issue. <laughs> okay. As much as I hate your answer, I love that answer. That's the whole Tenth Amendment thing. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Hey, you don't want me touching your underwear? Fine, I'll sign a contract saying I won't touch your underwear. But that means even in the good parts. Right. No, you don't have to touch my underwear. That's, I can take them fuckers off. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Modern problems, modern solutions. There so you, um, you were kind of telling us before we went live um, how you went from you were, you were in the Air Force, you were CIA, uh, now you're an opera aficionado. You write operas, act in operas, all this kind of stuff. Oh, I don't act in them. I'm you don't scared. act. You, I, I've, seen, I've seen your pictures and stuff where you're all in costume and stuff. I just assumed you acted. It's a it's a tuxedo. That's not a costume. That's a fucking costume. Oh my gosh! You saw him in a tuxedo and you thought it was a costume. A white, yeah. tie, white tie and tails. <laughs> That's not a costume. Katie's worn a tuxedo. Yeah, I'm, once I'm classy. To get married. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's no. I think yeah. I wore one in like my seventh grade prom. You wore the same thing to your seventh grade prom. You wore to marry me. I mean, it was different colors, but it's still a tux. God, come on now, me again, Good Lord. So, so yes, yeah, so my costume. So to get back on track, how how do you go from that to to being a serious, like seriously running for? I mean, that's a huge step. I'm mean, I'm sure it can't be um, inexpensive to even attempt to do that just to get your name on a ballot. Well, yeah, you know what? In in, in an interesting sort of way, it's it's all kind of aligned because. Like you said, military service, the the you know uh, going into the private sector, going into the government contracting, um, and even from retiring and going into the opera industry, and and so now what we've done um, from the end of last year is we've we've started I've started a uh, an opera company here in you know in the greater Boston area uh, as a nonprofit. But all of those things are really about service. And, and even with the opera company, um, part of the reason for starting it is to create more opportunities for, for brilliant artists um, that we've, we know and have met and have worked with, you know, through my wife, Natalia's journey, the future first lady's uh, journey. And trying to find ways to to give people a voice. And even with the audience, we we talk about opera not in the sense of we expect you to, you know, sit back and, and have it blasted in your car and, and you know, be, be rocking out to it, but in the sense of, that it's an opportunity to step back, recalibrate your emotions a little bit, even indulge, if you want to, you know, call it that, 
in something artistic, in, in doing something where you're being intentional in a moment for the purpose of, of, of recalibrating for the purpose of, of stepping back and enjoying something and, and, and allowing some, you know, allowing yourself some space and then furthering that on to say, now go pursue your own passions, go and do what it is, whatever it is that you are passionate about, whatever it is that you feel you want to live your life more creatively. You know, that's what we're trying to do, you know, with opera. So how does that relate to the presidency and, and you know, this decision and wanting to be president, you know, in the same way, I see what I want to do and my motivation and reasons behind it as being about getting America back into a, a service-minded attitude, service, you know, how the government serves people, encouraging people to be of service to their communities encouraging those communities to be of service to 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 uh you know their their residents right down the line and i think in that way the more we're able to to communicate and and talk about issues and and resolving issues and 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 all of these things in those terms then we start getting away from you know the dialogue and the back and forth and just the pettiness um, that's really driven by people who are just trying to be career politicians. Yeah. You know, and I, I had somebody ask this, well, you know, why didn't you start for city council? Why didn't you, you know, go to mayor and, and, and up uh, governor and senator? I don't want to be a career politician. That's why I didn't start. One and done and, and make your mark and move on. You know, I, I see, I see where the, the, the need is. I mean, you know, JD, we've, you know, shot messages back and forth, you know, with regards to Ukraine and, you know, I've done it with tons of people who, you know, know my background and know I've been in those areas. And, and I look just to use, you know, Ukraine as an example where, you know, president Biden is, is, is on the news talking about, you know, Oh, well, what a surprise this is. And we can't believe it. Well, I knew it was going to happen for 20 years. I knew in, in 2017 that the next democratic president of the United States was going to have to deal with the full scale invasion of Ukraine. So if I knew that, and it was a surprise to you, Joe Biden, (laughs) who's been a politician for 40 years, again, either you're playing a game that we all know you're playing and, and why are we going to allow that, you know, or you're legitimately surprised and incompetent. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's a lose lose scenario, maybe, though. Yeah, maybe a That's little it. bit of both. So I, I want to circle back just a little bit. Um, you obviously have this this passion for the opera. I, nope. I, I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile when you, you talk about it. Like it is. It. And and that's what I was going. So. Kind of like the chicken and egg scenario. What came first, your love for the opera, or did Natalia kind of drag you into that like world? Harvested it, oh, and, and and you know where where did that come from? Now you're gonna make me cry. Oh, oh please. let's hear yes. it. Yes. Um, so when I was in high school, um, so I went to an all boys private Catholic high school. Oh no! And I had a teacher. His name was Brother Bazo, and he was my Italian teacher, and he would play opera. He'd play Turandot. We would listen to Turandot and he'd talk about it. And I liked it. I thought it was great. You know, I mean, it was really my first exposure to it. As a kid in the 80s, you know, you Pavarotti and, and all that. Bugs Bunny, right? <laughs> you know, who, who hasn't had the buzz? And that's my number one thing with opera singers. I like to make them, you know, do that. Kill the wabbit and all that. <laughs> um, so it's something I always liked. So yeah, you know, a a appreciation and enjoyment of opera came first. When I met Natalia, we after we had been together for a little while, and I was living over in Latvia, or or I shouldn't say living, but spending a lot more time there. I'd stay, you know, three months at a time. She um she had a friend who was appearing, he was the the tenor, brilliant um Russian tenor. And 
he was in going to be in Riga and they were staging Turandot. And of course, then as I said, that was the first opera I ever became familiar with. And uh, at right before, you know, maybe within a week or so before um, we were going to see him there, the brother Bazo word had come out, you know, been shared. He was hit in a hit and run in a, near his house. He was out walking hit by a car and a hit and run and he was in the hospital and uh the night before the show he passed away and uh you know i i always say you you know it's moments like that you know you you know things happen for a reason you're always in a spot for a reason you know and do i you know fancy myself that idea of that you know it was you know some signs specifically for me or, you know, specifically from him or, or whatever, but going in and sitting there and, and seeing that performance. And then, you know, at the intermission, we went backstage and I, you know, the tenor was there and I'm telling him the story and he's in tears and he's like, this is why I do this and, and all of that. And so, you know, when I talk about it, why do I talk about it so passionately and and all of that? I think that's one of the main things about it is that it's one of those unique art forms. I mean, I think we all have songs that take us back to a time and place. Absolutely. I think the thing about opera is that it's so emotionally driven through the music and the lyrics that when you are taken back to that place, it's it's almost overwhelming you know when when that happens so uh yeah so i that whole experience the time the place the you know what happened with brother bazo and 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 meeting nat in that time you know i just kind of makes you say i guess that's where i'm supposed to be i guess this is what i'm supposed to be doing and supposed to be a part of at this point in my life and, um, you know, I think now, and, I, and, you know, I think that's good. I, you know, I, I ran hard for a lot of years, ran risky for a lot of years and all the rest. Um, like, uh, like everybody, you know, getting older, uh, you know, my legs don't go like they used to sometimes you know, hip problems, muscle problems, you know, all of that. And so I say, well, you know, this is probably what I'm now meant to do now part of the next chapter. And I think in the same way, getting inspired to put this message out here, out there is, you know, in, in what I want to do in running for president and all of that, um, you know, is, is, is part of that journey too. It's time to sort of stop being a warrior and start bringing, you know, the, 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 the knowledge and experience that comes with, comes with life and comes with being a person of, of passion and service and, and spreading that and, and, and spreading it as far as I can. Damn it, Gene. That was freaking beautiful. That's that not what this show's about. It was so great. Like you, you were talking about your, your teacher that turned you on to it. Uh, actually it was my freshman year, my biology teacher, Miss McQuilkin. It's one of those teachers that I will never forget. There's I've got, the teachers I'll never forget. I can count on one hand. Yep. She's one of them. She's one of the first ones that really understood how I learned. Yep. And and changed and not just me, but like every student, she took the time to figure out how they learned and, and taught different ways. And then so she ended up just giving me the, the biology book, said, Here's all the the uh, assignments for the year or semester. Have at it. And I'd just sit in the corner and do it. And I'd done way early. So then I just got to play on the computer. But uh she had a digital copy of Phantom of the Opera on her computer in the front of the class. And this is back in the day when there weren't computers at every desk. There was just one in the classroom and that was it. Yeah. Yep. And so I got to sit there with headphones and watch Phantom of the Opera, which I'd never, outside of being a band geek, I, I hadn't had any like actual opera uh, uh, influences ever. Yep. I, I mean, maybe, opera, maybe though, uh, uh, with a little the shop of horrors, you know, but besides that and, and being able to watch that and, and just seeing how, how powerful 
you know, not everything has to rhyme and not everything has to be uh, uh, make musical sense as far as theory and and time and and things like that as far as your, your standard understandings of them it it, it, it kind of blew my mind I, I love some opera i don't get all of it like i'm not cultured enough for all of it to make sense to me but but yeah, yeah. What, what you talked about that teacher i had kind of a similar experience with that yeah and you know and it's why i said look you you put on the news right and you see a mother in a third world country holding her baby and you know, screaming into the camera. Do you need? Do you need a translation? Nope. No. And that's all opera is. You know, I mean, though it's you know, it's it's in another language. It's it's written in that way to convey emotions, and that's why we say it's a, you know, it's a chance to if you if you get past that and you just sort of look to experience the emotion of it, then it becomes a, you know, an entirely different experience. But as I was saying, I don't know if you're at Phantom of the Opera isn't really opera. And, and the one other thing I'll add, and we can move on, Andrea Bocelli. Are you familiar with Andrea Bocelli? The no. blind tenor who sings, uh, no, no, well, interesting. Most people, most people, if anything, know, know Andrea Bocelli. I don't know a lot of names. I know a lot of faces and I can hear stuff. And I'm like, Are you tell me that. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he does that time to say goodbye with Sarah Brightman from Phantom of the Opera. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That famous one. So he's a, he's a, he's a world famous Italian tenor. But in any event, my, for anyone that does know him, my, my standard joke is Andrea Bocelli is to opera what Olive Garden is to Italian cuisine. <gasps> he's oh, nice. Shit. He's good. It's perfectly acceptable. But in, and in the same way, Phantom of the Opera is to opera what, you know, Olive Garden is to Italian cuisine. It's good. Not exactly the same thing. Damn. Well, well thanks Take for just making Olive my Garden. anecdote <laughs> fucking trash. I appreciate that, Gene. <laughs> oh, they're going to use that soundbite. You yeah. against I'm Olive giving Garden. them that soundbite. <laughs> yep. so, CNN, I've got a story for you. Olive Garden's going to come oh, after there you, you Mark in the political loves debate. Uh, Mark Dudek loves Bocelli. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> and he's good. He's good. He's acceptable. He's Aww. a nice experience. Aw, that's so, so rude. You already shot down my executive order that I brought up earlier. Right. How about this? Oh, no. If you got elected, can you make your public relations person that has to sit there and have the meetings with all the press every day with all the stupid questions, can you make them like it required for them to answer in song? Oh, good one. Could do that. Freestyle. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, so entertaining for everybody. JD, JD, that's a good job for you. JD, be like, pack up your shit, get the fuck out. <laughs> but I mean, song. honestly, I would, I would, I would, you know, prefer having somebody who's, st- you know, who who just comes out and says, um, you know, I've already answered that question. That, you know, I'd, I'd re- I'm a look. Here's a soundbite for you. I do believe there are such things as stupid questions. Boom. Oh. You know? Absolutely. Okay, when I when I cut this episode into reels, uh what time is it? It's uh forty three and a half minutes into the show. Okay. Seriously? No, no, I'm gonna cut that and that's gonna be a sound bite. That'll be a good one. I do believe there's so much such thing as stupid questions. <laughs> and then we'll like prep it like we'll prequel it with your question about the underwear. And then <laughs> Okay, I'm oh, not yeah. that good. I'm not that good at editing, but if somebody watching or, or knucklehead if you Wait, feel like knucklehead doing media it. get on it bitches yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> she says bitches lovingly knucklehead we, we love we you love and all you. the work you do for us we love you bitches <laughs> <laughs> it's a love it's a term of endearment when i'm drinking ask my yeah. dad i was calling my dad my bitch it wasn't pretty it's hilarious it's, <laughs> it's... yeah her dad the boy scout the, the he's eagle scout Tough, SWAT team, dude like fire captain a, yeah. or fire chief and then yeah, she calls him a bitch. <laughs> Only when I'm drunk. <laughs> Unintentional. So uh man, we, we really haven't reached out to the audience too terribly much. If there is something that you want to ask, make sure you put it in the comments. It could be uh in yeah. just like what I've been doing, it could be something that's uh Oh, those weren't real questions? Legitimate, whatever Ooh. you want. I mean, he's running for president, he's gonna have the Oh, the... I got one. Star yeah. Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Thank you. All right, you, you won my vote bo- back. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, because even though Star Trek was first, Star Wars was better. And then yeah. Harry Potter was just a rip off of Star Wars. Oh, I love that bit. 
that <laughs> that comedian that breaks oh, yeah. that all down. Oh yeah, it, it makes perfect sense too. It's, it's brilliant. Have you seen that before, Cat? Nope. There's a comedian. He's like, yeah, uh, 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 Harry Potter's just a ripoff of Star Wars. You have an orphan that's taken to his uncle by a bearded stranger, and then gets taken away by the same bearded stranger later on in life against his uncle's wishes, who never wants him to know any kind of magic. Uh, has a weird magic. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, a female lead that there's always a little bit of awkward tension to, but she, uh, goes for the scruffy friend. You know, the, the, the parallels are stupid. (laughs) Right. And he just says, um, what is it? Harry Potter's star Wars with shitty lightsabers. Yeah. How dare y'all? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Mark asks, uh, peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and butter? Uh, Is that a thing? I'll go with peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, man. Peanut butter and butter. Okay, what's the, what's the ratio of peanut butter and jelly? Um, I, I tend to go heavier on the peanut butter. Me too. I'm a 50-50 guy. Are you? Yeah, I like a good even balance. Yeah. Now, crunchy or, or smooth? Well... Normally, I would say crunchy, but I do have diverticulitis, so I have to go with smooth now to avoid having my intestines clogged. Crest crest or no crest? Oh, crust. Crest. I think my only only argument against crunchy is that it tears the bread when you try to spread it. If it wasn't for that issue, I would have no problems with it. Like toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to bidet, bidet that peanut butter. <laughs> and then Mark asks if he cut it up and down or diagonal. And oh, diagonal. diagonal. You get more sandwich if you cut it diagonal. Right. What? <laughs> it took you a second for that to catch up, didn't Did it? You see my math? My mouthing was like carrying. I wish I had, I wish I had no. that effect with all those the the shit from that. What was that? that should be movie? Like all the physics symbols going around her head. Figure that out. Where I was like, no. Yes. All right, all right. What other what other uh, important questions are there to ask? Uh, actually, as a kid, I used to eat peanut butter and mayonnaise, and it's not bad. Ew. Nah. Try it once. No, no, Just try no. it once. It's now I like butter and you know butter and jelly. Like when I do a uh, English muffin, I'll put a shitload of butter on there and then a shitload of strawberry. Actually, strawberry preserves. I preserve. Mm-hmm. I like preserves rather than jelly. But um, because then it's the fruit chunks. Yeah, man. Fruit, I think butter. the fruit, the gnarly freaking fruit yeah. chunks. Ninety-five percent of cuisines can be improved with butter. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm only asking this because JD brought up his underwear, so I'm bringing up my underwear. Yeah. Uh, are you like a you like a full coverage kind of gal? You like a thong kind of gal? Commando? Where are you going with it? Well, you know what? I mean, again, I'm 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 open to all possibilities. I, uh, you know, I like I like the thong look. I also like the boy short look. I like the boy short look too. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because I was like, I lost some weight, so I was wearing thongs more frequently. And I was like, hey, JD, do you like the fact that I'm wearing thongs? Like, do you like it? He goes, some of them. The fuck does that mean? Some of them. Some of them. Oh, I can explain. Go around. Like, some of them accentuate the body, right? Some of them don't. Right. And I'm not saying that it's wrong. It's just, or some are better than others as far as like just the, the, the hip rise the way the cut is on them. And I think for any underwear, I think the cut around the hip is the most important part as far as the way it accentuates the hip to waist. Cause you gotta be able to see that, that waist and hip part where it, yeah, that's what <laughs> no, absolutely. absolutely. Totally agree. You, you gotta, you gotta do the, do that again. Do that one more time. The, the hip the, to yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, so right there, then yeah, yeah. That that's mine. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> no, yeah, no. I married you for fucking that, reason. All right. <laughs> is that my proportions that you've just like memorized or something that you just did right there? It's muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why is my hand shaking? I got to slap ass. <laughs> so we actually have a, a serious question. Uh, yeah. What about changing the health insurance requirements and having? Uh, to get their uh, approval for treatments 
uh, would he change this? So, so yeah, no, that's good. So healthcare is one of those things I thought a lot about and how I would, how I would want to frame it. And for me, I think healthcare is a national security issue. Please um, elaborate on that. Cause that's a- our, our ability as we saw with COVID with the fallout from that, if we look at our military and the fact that I think they said only 20% of service eligible uh, or, or service aged eligible, el- eligible um, young people are healthy enough to serve. If we look at mental health and gun control uh, issues that go around that, there are a lot of important issues that healthcare touches on. And I think it needs to be reimagined as a matter of national security. That being said, what does that have to do with insurance? You know, how we, how, how do we pay for it? Um, and that's the million dollar question. Literally. I think there is a entire restructure that needs to be done about what is, if we begin to look at healthcare as a national security issue, then that makes us relook at it on at every level of, of how it touches our lives. So what are we doing with it in fire as far as education? Uh, as far as, you know, right down to, to prenatal care, right down to, um, you know, I'll, where was I going with that? Uh, yeah, education, you know, in schools and, and, and diet and health and meals and school meals and, and so forth. So it's going to take that sort of review and restructure to know what the business of healthcare begins to look like. So my, you know, my personal preference would be that we're organized in such a way that you can go in and I'll give a good example. You know, uh, Natalia was saying this, like in Latvia, there are some hospitals that are, you know, there's only a few of them, but you can walk in there and you can say, I'd like to have everything done. I would like a complete workup. Right. And it might cost a thousand dollars or whatever, but you'll stay there two or three days and they'll do x-rays and MRIs and and they'll just do a complete once over and see what they find. And, and I think there's some value, you know, to something like that. I think there's some value to having the freedom to, to, you know, walk in and say, this is, you know, what I'd like to do and, 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 and have checked, um, without going through what I think a lot of the healthcare system is now, which is, let me see how much I can milk you for out of it. So I'll give you a good example. I was in at the VA. I had to have a nerve study done on my arm and there were a bunch of interns with the VA doctor and the VA doctor said, we're going to do this kind of test. And she told the interns, she said, we're going to do this test Now, when you go to a civilian hospital, they're going to have you do five other tests that this one will do. And based on the symptoms, we know this is the right test, but a civilian hospital is going to have you do all these other ones so they can bill the insurance for it too. So that's, you know, that's the problem. Um, So yes. So the, the short answer to that, would I change all of it? I would... I would completely overhaul it and I would completely have us to be have us begin looking at healthcare across the board um from that perspective that that we need to have a long-term view of the health of all Americans cradle to grave um as a matter of of our ability to have our economy strong and active have a, a a strong defense, strong military, all of it's interrelated and all of it ultimately begins and depends upon the health of the nation. So, so follow up, um, just to, 
two or three sentence or two or three word thing. Are you looking more generally uh, privatized, just restructuring of insurance and what healthcare can bill as far as for different services stuff? Or are you looking more um, public as far as uh, uh, taxpayer paid insurances? I think it would be privatized or public or a combination. Yeah, I think it would be a combination of uh, of all of that. So I think there's a certain, um, uh, particularly you know when it comes to children and ch- children's health care and all that, I think that's that's an investment in our future, and I think that's a smart investment to make sure our children are raised you know physically and mentally healthy. Um, and then as you enter the workforce, um, you know we begin to look at those privatized insurance options, we begin to look more at uh, and have systems to account for, you know, the the number of various needs people will have um, at those stages in their lives. So I think, you know, it becomes a sort of um, progression, as it will, you sort of weave in and out of, you know, public to private, back into, you know, public support in your, your, your senior years, or particularly for, you know, people with uh, disabilities and whatnot, um, you know, that we're, we make sure we're taking care of them. So, yeah, as long as Congress doesn't borrow against the money we have set aside for that. Yeah, it's great. Oh, keep keep <laughs> digging. Keep digging, buddy. It's factual. So That's what Social did. Security and Medicaid were, were made for. But we're not going to get into that one. Mark, yep. Mark with the K. I'm moving on um, to get you out of the off of that. Um, Mark with the K actually said uh, he, he got into the underwear debate and said he prefers them on the floor himself. Very, that is very valid. Very, very clever, Mark. And then ask, what is Gene's position on doing away with income taxes like other countries? Yeah, I think I think the idea that other countries don't have income tax is is just fundamentally invalid. Um, you know, it comes out of somewhere. Um, you know, I lived four years in the Netherlands, for instance. I had a, I was there as an expatriate. I had a U.S. based salary. And I had a Dutch based salary and I had Dutch colleagues, um, you know, they're there. They didn't file yearly taxes, but their paycheck was taxed at something like 52%. But they had free health care. So, you know, right there, that's it's. It's just false that other countries don't have income tax requirements they get it from you some way they get it from so, you somewhere follow up on that uh what is your opinion on like a vat tax or a flat tax as far as uh everything and i'm just gonna throw i'm not saying this number is the accurate number that it needs to be but let's just say everything that you purchased was, had a 15 percent tax on it but you weren't taxed to go to work yeah. so i think it's fucking absurd to get taxed to go to work but yeah, no, I I, taxes, I, I I understand taxes need to be paid. A, we we need to pay. Who's living off the government? It still has to buy a car. So. You know, and, and obviously right. people would pay their fair share because if you go buy a seventy million dollar yacht, you're paying fifteen percent tax on that. Versus, you know, somebody going and buying groceries, you know, Simulac and shit, they pay fifteen percent on that, which Simulac's overpriced. But regardless, no, so, yeah, right? And I think again, combination. So I'm all for a flat tax. I'm all for you know, no, um, you know, no income or no, you know, no federal tax on your salaries. Um, and, and I think exactly, you know, what you said, I, I would have more of a scaled system. So, you know, I would essentially have, you know, half a percent on, you know, basic necessities, let's say, uh, and then, you know, all the way up through, you know, luxury goods, which you can tax it, you know, 30, 30%. Um, you know, if you're spending a million dollars on something, what's another three hundred thousand to you then? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how it is in other states. I know in Texas, like your normal groceries are are non taxable, like bread, yeah. butter, milk, things like that. I don't know how other states are, but that's how it is yeah. in Texas. But everything, but is everything, our but, income is taxed, our property is taxed, and then we're taxed on the goods we buy. So it's kind of tax, 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 tax on your cars, tax on shit you've already paid for, then tax to keep it. You know, registered year and year and year. And, and like, if you're a whiskey well, drinker like us, there's also the sin tax. Oh yeah, the sin taxes. <laughs> well, my look, and you go, you know, you go stay in a hotel somewhere. You know, I mean, even right here, you know, we'll go stay in a hotel in 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 downtown Boston, and you get your bill. 
right? And, and, you know, it's broken down and there's, you know, a dollar for the convention center. I didn't go to the convention center. What am I freaking paying? <laughs> That's true. I think you San know. Antonio has like a 14% uh, hotel, uh, tax. hotel tax now. Yeah. 14% yeah. For, for downtown you know, hotels? Car, if you rent a car, right? You get your price up there. $193 for five days. And then there's $180 in fees. Recovery fee, concession fee, convenience fee, yeah. road fee. Da, da, da. Come on. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, that's, I mean, you talk about predatory practices. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a government predatory practice on people that are coming to your city to spend money in your city. Yeah. And, and you're, you're preying on them because they need to rent a car because they need to stay in a hotel. So, oh, we'll just charge everybody an extra buck just because they happen to be here. It's the American whereas, way. Right. Gee. Whereas, like I said, if it's, well, just like you said, Kat, you know, a drug dealer is still going to go buy a car. Yeah, he is. So probably a better car than mine. Right, yeah. So let's recover the money out of that. You know, Yeah, man. Awesome. So. Oh, no. Say you're elected president. Yes. What is your stance on you cussing? Are you going to censor yourself or is somebody needs to be told, hey, calm the fuck down? Get the bleep button. Are you going to tell them to calm the fuck down? Or are you just gonna? Are you gonna? Or is it gonna be? Uh, uh, let's say we're we're we're. The understanding is that the situation dictates. You know certain... what? You know what he's doing, right? He works in a steel mill, and he can tell right. someone to shut the fuck up, or chill the fuck out, or call someone a derogatory name. And I work in what he calls the corporate world. I work at a hospital, where right. we have to censor ourselves. Why do you think you made the wrong decision? You know, how do you think you can improve the next time you're in this situation? You have to. <laughs> Word it in a way that's constructive. Like and you today, can't I told one of my coworkers, "Fucking stupid." I told one of my coworkers today, "I'm like, hey man, it's time to get to work. You tell me, bitch." <laughs> that's yeah. how we talk to each other. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there'd be some of that. I, I mean, I, I think I've, but I've always been, you know, I, in the corporate world and everything. I, I never held back on on you know colorful language to uh, to push a point. You know, am, am I looking to do it on the six o'clock news? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you know um don't be outrageous on twitter we see where that got that orange guy so let's yeah, not do that right exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly no i think it's um you know that again it's like i said it's this it's this idea that we we say oh well you know this and that isn't presidential and da 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 da, da. but we all know it's not real Right. We all know that idea of acting presidential and speaking presidential and all the rest of it. We know it isn't real. We are critical that it's not real, yet we still demand it. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Why, you know, why? Why? And 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 we get, I mean, in, in like the case with, you know, Trump and, and his very plain spokenness in a lot of ways. Everybody jumps on it, but it's it's the most honest that you've heard a politician be and the most true that they've been to themselves, and we're going to knock them for that because we want the illusion of something that sounds like we want to expect it to sound. It's it's a strange phenomenon, you know, and it's like one of those things. Well, you don't sound like I want you to sound. So now I have something to go after you about. I All think right. people are too worried about being PC and like, uh, I, I'm offended. OK, uh, being offended is not going to fucking kill you people. Just putting it out there. Hey, guess what? Be fucking offended. OK, I'm offended. I'm offended by your sure freaking offensiveness. Like that's right. I'm pretty sure that President Washington told uh, the king that he shall fornicate himself. <laughs> like I, I, like there was a point in time where politicians didn't give a shit. Yeah, man. I mean, we started a war for a three percent fucking molasses tax, and now we're taxed to fucking death. So right. when and, you know, and and those things happen, you know, and those conversations do happen like that. You know, again, they're not on the news, yeah, but like I said, it's this idea. 
I think we just need to get out of um, we need to get out of political theater. Yeah, we do. And, you know, we just need to get down to work and, and, and solving these these issues and, you know, progressing, you know, making things happen. And then somebody comes and doesn't undo everything that you've done and builds upon it. Oh, oh, they're, they're going to completely just, undo it. Real completely. quick, for those that were listening and not watching and you heard this sound that you could not identify that was cat trying to get her fucking cherry <laughs> out of her glass I can't get the right next to the microphone with her metal straw i still, so have, gotten like, it. I still have not gotten it you better end the show man i want my cherry well, so yeah we do Dad, need to i appreciate be you using up. a metal straw that's good for the environment <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so um you know, i should Gene, say something like that uh, we definitely appreciate you being on the show and, and you just reaching out to be here, uh, especially as a former guest. It, it means a lot to us. Um, as we're wrapping it up, is there any final take that you want to throw out there? Some week, put it on a t-shirt. Give it to yeah, us. No, I just, I, no, I, appreciate, I, I appreciate the forum and, you know, you let me come on here. Um, you know, anyone can learn more. They can go to forthepromiseofamerica.com and that's got, a, you know, some of my position on there. And then on Facebook, you can look up Gene Sticko for President of the United States. And I've done my best to spell out a lot of policy ideas and, and give some details and strategies and measurable criteria and all the rest of it. Wait, you're going to take political stances? You are not a politician, sir. <laughs> I, I, you know, my idea is to put out policy and put out ideas and along with that, to have timelines and measurable criteria by which I can be judged. Oh, shit. No, no, that, no, that's that not makes, allowed. That makes too much sense to be American. <laughs> Man, <laughs> um, I kind of want to throw the invite out. I'd like to have you on again to just do kind of a follow-up, see how things are going, and, and definitely... Uh, I just feel like we didn't get to finish our conversation. Follow you on the campaign trail, if you will. Let's yes. do that. And um, we had a we question. Get a one more time. Uh, it's for the promise of America.com or just genesticko.com. Genesticko.com or for the promise.com. For the promise of America.com, weirdo. I, um, yeah, I got it all fucked up. Message it to me. I'm going to put on the uh, the Facebook page tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, if you are out, just like every week, if you are out drinking, make sure that you find a sober ride home. Uh, stay the fuck home and drink or just crash where you're at. Not crash your car. Crashes and go to sleep if it's legal <laughs> to do so there. Uh, we definitely want to see you next week at the same beer time, same beer channel. Don't forget, you can just check out all of our old episodes on uh, YouTube or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. On behalf of us and the listeners, uh, thank you, Gene. I won't talk about finger blasting the like button while you're on here. Or tongue punching so that share button, Farbox. <laughs> but thank you for coming on. Thank we you. All right, thanks. All right, y'all have a great night. All right, now give.